everyone always seems to go to the calories or the fat or the serving size or how much protein it has. Don't even worry about that because if you look at it, the ingredients first and it has a billion different things in it, walk away right now. Just walk away. If you look at all of the items in my shopping cart when I go to the grocery store, if they, it, most of those items are going to have less than five to seven ingredients. Welcome back to the Healthy Diabetic Podcast, a place to feel educated and supported while identifying what will work for you. As always, before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. All right. I was racking my brain on what topic to talk to you guys about this week, and I came up with this crazy idea about talking about food labels. And this has just always been a big thing in the back of my head growing and learning about nutrition for myself, growing and learning about nutrition and how to talk about nutrition with clients, whether it's weight loss clients, uh, athletes, and also diabetics. Food labels are something that is such a tricky thing. And I, I don't think that people really grasp the whole concept on how to identify different things in a food label. So what we are going to do today is we're going to break down a typical food label. I'm going to give you some uh, priorities of how to look at the food label, what, how I think about it, how I prioritize things when I look at a food label. Um, and we're also going to talk about different ingredients that are actually in a food label or in, in typical food labels. And we're going to talk about the goods and the bads. Okay, Why are they good? Why are they bad? Most of this stuff that's in a food label and in, in the ingredients is, is probably not very good depending on the type of food that you're getting. So we're going to break all that down today. I'm excited to go over this with you guys. I've talked very briefly um, in past episodes with uh, the Two Type Ones podcast with Graham and I haven't really talked about this on this new branded show. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. So let's rock and roll and dive into this. Okay. Food labels. What are we looking for in a food label? It's very simple. We're looking for a bunch of different things. And I know I said it, that it was simple and it's really not simple, but if you think about it in this way, it seems very simple to me. So I'm going to give you a list of things that I think are the most important things on a food label. And these are pretty much all the things on a food label. And then we're going to talk about prioritizing what's the most important and why. So Basic things that you see on a food label, calories, serving size, uh, fats, proteins, carbohydrates, the ingredients, added sugars, and vitamins and minerals. That's pretty much what you can identify what is in a specific food. That's what they put on a food label. Now, of all of those things I just listed, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, basically eight or nine things. What is the most important? Because I think when I coach people on how to read a food label and how to hack the grocery store, I, I talk about this because 
it, it is important to identify certain things first because by identifying these things that you should really look at first, it's also going to give you some very quick data right now on should you just walk away from this item and not waste your time. The first thing, the number one thing that I think is the most important thing to look at first on a food label is the ingredients. Everyone always seems to go to the calories or the fat or the serving size or how much protein it has. Don't even worry about that because if you look at the ingredients first and it has a billion different things in it, walk away right now. Just walk away. If it, it, My rule of thumb is if it has more than five to seven ingredients, depending on the product, right? Some products that we need for recipes, they might have more than that. But in general, if you look at all of the items in my shopping cart, when I go to the grocery store, if they, it, most of those items are going to have less than five to seven ingredients. If they do, most of the time, nine, nine times out of 10, I'm walking away from it because I know it's not a good quality product, right? So that's the first thing that I, that I look at when I look at the ingredients. The other things that I look at is what is the ingredients actually telling me? And this is where this gets really tricky. And I think that people just kind of look, skim, and they don't really understand. Now that we've talked about the ingredients and what we're kind of looking for in terms of the rule of thumb, uh, when we look at ingredients, we're going to talk about three main focuses when we look at the actual ingredients. And that's the gums, which are just food additives and fillers, artificial sweeteners, which are artificial sweeteners. And we're also going to look at oils. Okay, oils are another big thing that are highly inflammatory depending on what oils you're consuming. So we're going to go deep into these three right now. Let's start with gums. Gums are common food additives used to add stickiness, thicken, and prevent separation of ingredients and improve texture. Right there, that, that makes me want to run away from gums. Now let's look at fillers. Because fillers are also additives. Food fillers are additives that help bulk up the weight of food with less expensive ingredients, which helps keep the price down. Oh my goodness, right? So automatically we're in, in people, I just Googled the difference between food fillers and additives, which there isn't any difference because of the same darn thing. But this is what's coming up, just even just Googling this. Artificial sweeteners and sugars. This is another crazy one. Aspartame, sucralose, which is just Splenda, cane sugar, high fructose corn syrup, dextrose, and multidextrin are the main ones that are in most foods. And again, they're just artificial sweeteners. And also to go back to additives and fillers, what are what's another thing, reason they put those products or those types of products into foods to make them last longer? Okay, so we talked about fillers and additives and artificial sweeteners and artificial sugars. Let's now dive into oils. So I think about oils in two different ways, right? Most oils are some type of seed oil, and most of them are just, they're super bad for us, highly inflammatory in the digestive tract. And then I 
uh, we look at oils that I call just good oils. So let's identify the not so good oils. The oils that are pretty highly inflammatory in our digestive tract. Canola oil. Some people cook with this. That's probably okay. Um, But I try to stay away from canola oil. Corn oil, cottonseed oil, grapeseed oil, rice bran oil, soybean oil, safflower, safflower oil, and sunflower oil. There's others, but those are the main ones that are in our uh, products. Now, let's turn and look at uh, good oils. You've got olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil. All three of these oils are really good for us. A lot of people use um, avocado oil, coconut oil to cook with. I know I use avocado oil a lot to cook with. Olive oil, coconut oil, and coconut oil are three oils that I would definitely recommend using on a regular basis with uh, however you want to use or whatever you need oils uh, for in, in your recipes or dressings or whatever it is. Okay, to summarize now, we've talked about the goods and the bads of reading an ingredient label, right? Remember, if it has more than five to seven ingredients, you need to make a decision then, right? So this is what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode of the the prior or the reason that you look at the ingredients first because you need some data to figure out, do you need to keep going? Do you need to keep looking to see if this is a good ingredient? This is how I think about food labels, right? I'm looking at the ingredients first, how many uh, ingredients does this product have? What's the quality of those ingredients? Then I make a decision and move on. And and I say that because this is the next point with ingredients and then we're going to move on to the next thing. When you have this information, right? Let's say your product that you're looking at has five to seven ingredients, but one of them is xanthan gum because that 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 is absolutely something that might happen. A really good product, but they put some type of filler in in the product to make it last longer. Um, then you need to make a decision. Is consuming that ingredient worth eating that food? Right? Then you have to make that decision. In my in my experience, uh, I would say it's probably not that it's probably not a terrible idea to consume that food in that if that in that scenario, right? Because you're only talking about one filler. And when we look at all the foods that we consume, this crap is in everything. So you just have to make your own determination. And that's why I wanted to talk about this, right? So look at the ingredients, figure out what's in it, and then make a decision on if you're going to move on, right? Okay, so in this scenario, this food that I have eating uh, has xanthan gum. I'm okay with that. I'm going to move on. What's the next thing that I'm going to look at in a food label, right? So the ingredients is the most important. Then I'm going to look at the macros. I'm going to look at proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. I'm not even at calories yet. Proteins, fats, carbohydrates. Now, with fats, some people like to look at trans fats and saturated fats. I don't care. Me personally, I don't care about that. Because it's going to make up such a a small amount of the products that I consume trans or saturated. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me, right? The products that I'm consuming, I know are good quality foods. The fat in it is good quality for the most part, not always, but for the most part, right? So I'm looking at protein, fats, and carbohydrates. What's the ratios of, of the macronutrients? Now, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the calories. How many calories are in it? 
is it and what the serving size is, right? Because the serving size and the calories are in the same, basically the same spot, right? You got the serving size above the calories for the most part, okay? Um, because the reason the serving size is so important in looking at the serving size is that's also going to bring you back to what we need to look at, which is the carbohydrates, right? So if the serving size is doubled based off of what the carbohydrate ratio is in the food label, well, then I need to know that. So calories and serving sizes. The next thing that I'm looking at doesn't matter about the order for me, but added sugars and then vitamins and minerals, right? So is there any added sugars in this product? Because I've already looked at carbohydrates and then under carbohydrates, it'll always show you what the added sugars are. Are there added sugars? And then if there are, I can go back down into the food label and figure out, are those added sugars something that I want to consume? right? Is there some cellulose or is the, is the added sugar fructose, right? If it's fructose, it's fruit. I don't know if in that instance, in that food, if it's going to be from a good source, right? Because we can still get fructose from processed foods. Okay. So ingredients, macronutrients, calories and serving size, and then I'm going to go to added sugars and vitamins and minerals. Now, the other thing, and I actually just recently learned this, what's at, t- at the top of the ingredient or the ingredients list is predominantly the, has the highest quantity of that ingredient, right? So let's say I've got something crazy, a, bo- a, a box of cereal, and that box of cereal has like 30 some ingredients in it. Well, the ingredient that's at the very top is there's going to be a higher quantity of that ingredient than the ingredient at the very bottom, right? There's going to be a low, low amount of whatever that ingredient is at the very bottom. So that's something that uh, I think is important as well when you're looking at ingredients because you can also kind of maybe determine, okay, what's the quantity, what could be the quantity of what's in this food? So there we go. The hidden secrets of food labels. The most important thing, your ingredients. What's in it? What's the quality of what's in it? Does it have a bunch of fillers? Does it have a bunch of additives? Does it have a bunch of artificial sweeteners? And then macros, calories, serving sizes, and then you can go from there and look at whatever else that you feel like you need to look at on the food label. But the ingredient is the most important piece because it sets the stage for are you going to just go to the next product or are you going to keep doing some research into uh, the other components of the food label? I hope you got some value out of this episode. This topic is something that I love to talk about because it's it's so powerful when we talk about food. Um, and it also is very important because so many things are hidden in our food that we consume today. Right, the, the restrictions that we have on our food and what companies are allowed to do, what companies aren't allowed to do, it's it there's not a lot of restrictions, right? I was looking the other day and here's the here's an example of that, right? So I was looking the other day. Um one of the most popular cereals right now, or has been one of the most popular cereals, a, a cereal that a lot of people like to consume is Cheerios, right? And now on the front of a lot of Cheerio boxes, they put, they put low cholesterol, heart healthy, 
But when in reality, when you look at the actual food label, it's got tons and tons of stuff in it, right? Here's here's the example. So I just looked up heart healthy Cheerios ingredients. Here we go. Whole grain oats, that's one. Sugar cornstarch or sugar and cornstarch, that's three. Honey, that's four. Brown sugar syrup, that's five. Salt, that's six. Um a word that I can't even really pronounce, that's seven. Canola oils, eight. Natural almond flavor is nine. And why they put vitamin E, uh, or because it's uh, they put vitamin E because it's mixed with something else to make it an added preservative. Um, so that's nine or ten. So we got ten ingredients. And how many of these ingredients are actually good for us? Looking through, looking through, uh, zero. You might make an argument for canola oil, but everything else is terrible for us. Whole grain oats, maybe you can make an argument for whole grain oats, and it's the first ingredient, so it is also going to have the most quali- the, the most quantity um, in terms of how many how much whole grain oats are actually in the product. So this is just a prime example. We took a very uh, popular food that people, a lot of people consume on a daily basis and broke it down and it's not really that good for you. Well, I hope you guys got some value out of this. This is a really hot topic for me because I think that it's something that a lot of people are misinformed about, don't aren't really educated about. So I love talking about food labels and kind of giving my uh, thought processes on how I th- think about food labels when I go into the grocery store. Maybe next time or on a future episode, we will talk about how to hack the grocery store because that's another really good tool that you have in your arsenal of understanding how to move through the grocery store um, and psychologically think about food as you're in the grocery store. So that's that's for another topic or for another day, but I really do hope you guys got some value out of this. Before I let you go, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast Subscribing to the podcast allows you to get be notified when I drop new episodes every single week. So please make sure you subscribe. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast that allows you to leave a written review, please leave a written review. It really helps the podcast grow. Telling people uh, how you enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much to all of you who have been able to do that. So please go on Apple Podcast or any of the platforms that uh, allow you to leave a written view and please leave a written review. Tell me how you like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, that's fine too. Tell me. I want to know. If you have topic ideas, let me know. Send me a message and I would love to add those topics to future episodes. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.